0: Welcome to another edition of It's Raining Mets. We've got a big one this week. Don't we? Steve Knight. Steve Knight's here.
1: <laughs> are you talking about the podcast or the storm?
0: I'm just talking about the podcast. What storm are you talking about?
1: <laughs> storm? What storm? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. It's like these days when you when there's some storm that pops up on a model, you know, two weeks out, like sometimes yeah. you start hearing the rambles before you even talk about it with your coworkers.
1: Yes. Yeah, no. And, you know, this one... Uh, There were some rumblings with this one about 10 days out. And a lot of times you just kind of toss it and you go, because, you know, we've seen this movie before. And it's interesting. I would say probably eight and a half out of 10 times, you know, uh, a significant snowfall event that is, you know, 10 to 12 days out doesn't verify. Uh, But this one did. And then for a while it went away. And uh, really it's only been within the last three or four days that it was like, oh, okay. All right. And it has to do with what's going on up in Canada and uh, steering systems aloft and, but uh, yeah, it's kind of game on at this point.
0: And it's not as far as a forecast. It's not a, it's not like, it's not clear, you know, it's, there's a lot of complexity to it. This is what, you know, causes a meteorologist to age 30 years in a week Yeah, trying to figure out what's going to happen. Um, Yeah, it's just not one of those simple all snow events,
1: you know, yeah, we feel really confident about the fact that look, you know, we're going to have a weather system move through here on Sunday night into Monday. The big question remains how impactful, how much snow, how much potential ice, all of that happy stuff.
0: Yeah, and I think the the beginning part of it could be quite a show with how fast the snow starts. It's like a front end thump where you get a few inches and yeah, all of a sudden it just switches. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah. The latest uh, data I'm looking at, and uh, and uh, most folks that listen to the podcast realize that we we record this uh, midday on Friday, so you know this is when we're we're talking about the the storm for Sunday night is midday here on Friday. And latest data I'm looking at is uh, a pretty universal changeover from Harrisburg down through York, uh, Lancaster, and then into Lebanon, probably no later than even for the Harrisburg area, no later than about midnight.
0: Right, and that will continue. I mean, most—it's possible most of the precip from this could actually be a mix, even over to rain.
1: Yeah, and I think that that would you know allow for a lot of slushy accumulation. I think it's going to be one of those storm systems that's going to be very difficult uh, to for people to even like measure. For people to say like, oh, I got this at my house because there's going to be a period of snow, then for a lot there's going to be a changeover. As you know, rain uh, has a tendency to obviously tamp down the snow totals, and uh, then I. I still feel though that as the system exits on Monday and pulls away and pulls in colder air on the way out the door, that we have a good chance to, especially the Harrisburg area, to change things back over to a period of snow like three, four, five o'clock in the morning.
0: Mm-hmm. It might get up, usually on the backside systems like that. We don't really get too much, but you know, maybe another inch or two
1: yeah as it's pulling away it tends to kind of for lack of a better term you know uh, fizzle out a little bit you know but i I think the most intense period of snow that we will have is you know as we sit here on friday give or take starting around four o'clock from the south so you know our friends in southern franklin county southern adams county southern york Counties, you see it first and uh, then by about five or six it is overspread much of the region and the majority of the snow that we may see out of this one may be from about six o'clock until about midnight. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. So,
0: and then again, you know, any any change in track. I mean, if this thing is 50 miles further east, doesn't sound yeah. like a lot, but that could have, that would mean the capital region might be more more snow with this, with a with a changeover still likely, um, right? But just not as long. So still a lot of. Um, things to iron out and sometimes yeah. you really don't know for certain exactly what's going to happen until it's already unfolding that's just the nature of these systems i mean it's
1: it is and everybody wants you know they want the the pat answer they want you know and and look i get it it's our job you know to be as accurate as possible but we, you get into these systems where you're talking about the temperature of the air aloft making all the difference and i mean that is extremely difficult to diagnose in advance you know when you're talking about a matter of a degree or two and temperatures aloft not even surface temperatures temperatures aloft um that's you know it's a tricky forecast but you know ed this is why we make the big money right
0: exactly i mean if it didn't come with the if it, you know if that wasn't on the table i'd be out the door right yeah, right <laughs> Why, why am I? Why am I subjecting myself to all of this stress?
1: Exactly. It's because we're doing it right now. As so we both reside in our, you know, I'm I'm in my palatial mansion, Ed's yeah. in his palatial mansion. Uh, yes, uh, down
0: yeah. in down in the Caribbean.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, we're just promoting back in. every
0: weekend for the show. Right.
1: Ed's what we call a flying meteorologist. <laughs> yeah, uh, he just basically flies in on his private jet uh, every Friday night. Yeah, exactly, and uh, does the weekend weather for us, and we we certainly appreciate it.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. It's you know it's inconvenient, but it must be done.
1: Yeah, I've gotten to develop a really good relationship with Jeeves, uh, your pilot slash butler.
0: <laughs> yeah, good he's guy. A, he's a good guy. He's a great guy, isn't he?
1: Great guy. Uh, the man makes a mean fish taco. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll say that for
0: him. The pilot, the pilot chef combo really is <laughs> is quite unique. I recommend if you're ever looking for somebody like that pilot chef combo you're uh,
1: <laughs> you got it made man meanwhile i'm like i'm like uh, clipping coupons right from yeah, like the coupon right from the coupon that, clipper Steve. yeah you, try, trying trying to pot. find a pizza for eleven dollars well
0: when i go back down there on monday <laughs> afternoon i'll give you a okay. I appreciate okay
1: appreciate it appreciate <laughs> it uh wouldn't be us if we didn't get at least a little bit goofy look if we didn't laugh we'd cry man um you know this is uh these are these are the tricky ones um, but you know the, what I feel good about uh, right now as we sit is that I do feel sometimes as you know at, uh with our uh, our location uh, on the map, uh, a lot of times we're nervous as to whether or not we're going to see anything. And there are you know, there are some models and I, I know you know this, but earlier in the week it was looking like uh oh, this could be one of those close call storms mm-hmm. where like Lancaster County could see three, or four inches of snow and meanwhile Harrisburg sees nothing. Like at, at one point it was looking like uh oh, we might just be on the very fringe, you know, of, of this of this system. And at least right now, it continues to bring it further and further to the west. So its I, I really feel confident at this point that it's not a matter of if we're going to see precipitation on Sunday night. We're just trying to iron out what kind and how much. Yeah, so it's
0: it's pretty much a lock at this point that yes. we're going to get hit with this storm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's as close to a lock as a lock gets. Right. You know, it's yeah. just
0: very unclear as to you know what you may be seeing falling out of the sky in central PA and that that could be a big difference if you're in Lancaster County especially right. eastern Lancaster like Quarryville right. and then you're might just in be rain. Port Royal yeah it could be right. mostly snow
1: yeah so, right right and you know as you know at we you know we have meetings uh staff meetings every morning we talk about you know our our news coverage of the day but uh, you and I and Tom are the ones that always lead those meetings, no matter what's going on. wise. it's always the, the first topic that we talk about is weather and you know, what's going on with the weather. And is this something, uh, you know, as a, a news operation that we need to, you know, shift the majority of our focus to. And obviously, you know, we're the big stars of those meetings right now. But one of the things that I, I talked about when I was trying to, you know, convey impacts to the staff this morning was, you know, and and we do have a a few new faces on staff was basically say, look, folks, you know, you got to remember, okay, that, you know, the, the market that we serve geographically is one of the largest markets in the country. And so the impacts of this storm, uh, to your point to somebody in Southern Lancaster County versus somebody in Mifflin County, could be dramatically different. I mean we could be going from an all rain event to a foot of snow I mean that's how dramatically different it could be between Lancaster and like you know up toward Lewistown yeah
0: you think about it it takes two hours to get from yeah parts of one part of the viewing area to the other I mean that's a lot of mileage what do you think that is 70 80 miles
1: well yeah at least if not more yeah Yeah. you know and if you if you cross cut it the other way and you, you go from you know Chambersburg and then, you know, you head out the other way, you know what I mean? You go up the 81 corridor, you yeah. know, up through Lebanon. I mean, that is a haul as well.
0: Yeah, so you're talking about 70, 80 miles, and we yeah. tell you all the time that a 25, 50-mile change in track could have a profound impact on precipitation. I mean, that's enough to have that rain-snow line draped right across the viewing area.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. So exit <laughs> eight, exit 80 of Interstate 81 which you know it, it goes by by mileage from when you get across the state line. So from when you when you cross the state line on 81 down in Franklin County, exit 80, which is the Grantville exit, okay, um, which you know isn't even to the to the fringe of our viewing area. Far from it. That's exit 80. That's yeah. 80 miles. You know, so gives you an idea of <laughs> why it's sometimes difficult in situations like this to try to convey what what the impacts are and what what the storm will mean. Uh, to uh, different people throughout uh, our viewing area.
0: Right, absolutely. Now, you know, uh, one of the nice things about this storm is, you know, at least for areas that do change over, even to rain, I'm not too concerned about even icy roads Monday morning. Um, It looks like we might have an extended period of, you know, at least near freezing, so the road treatment should be responding pretty well. Yes, good point. So I'm thinking, like, even if we're at 31, you know, I do think we're looking at some pretty good um, combination here of temperature and precip type, especially if it's rain, to help wash some of the slush and ice off the road.
1: Yeah, look, this is one of those systems that you know, I it, I don't see this at this point as what I like to call a shutdown storm, mm. right? Where yeah. you know, or a crippling storm, however you want to put it, um, because of the fact of temperature. But the other thing too is. Let's consider the fact that it's going. If there was, you know, ever a night, you know, in general, where most people are home and hunkered down on any given day, it's Sunday night, right? Yep. Sunday night. Sunday night dinner is a tradition. Whatever, you know. Like people usually don't have, tend to have events on Sunday night. Sunday night is usually a night where people are home, chilling out and getting ready for the work week ahead. Kids generally don't have events on Sunday night. There aren't games on Sunday night. There aren't dance recitals generally, right? as opposed to other nights of the week. And then we're going into the holiday on Monday. Not to mention the fact that, you know, this is going to come in overnight. So PennDOT crews, you know, they're going to be out overnight. They're going to be out, you know, in the middle of the night, you know, getting those roads up to snuff. While we certainly don't recommend travel if you can stay in Monday morning, I don't think this is going to be one of those situations where, as we've seen in the past, where essentially the governor goes, hey, um, you know, we're ordering all traffic to, like, you know, unless you're an essential worker or a a state police car, we're telling you that the interstates are closed. Don't see that happening here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I don't either. You know, we are historically at the coldest part of the year right now, climatologically speaking. So if we were going to have an all snow event, it would be now, climatologically speaking. But again, even so, um, with this storm, it definitely looks like we're gonna still see a changeover.
1: Yeah. Good old central Pennsylvania, right? This, Mm -hmm. this, this does it to us all the time. And Mm -hmm. I remember, uh, when, when one of our winter weather, uh, specials that we did, I I think it was, mm, I'll take a stab and say it was like 2019, something along those lines. Um, you did a really great story about, you know, trying to demonstrate how, what it takes for a snowstorm to come together. And I remember you, you had a, a bunch of ingredients, and you had, uh, you know, you were basically trying to say, like, look for for the for the right, you know, storm to come together. That's all snow, that's you know, fairly significant here in central Pennsylvania. There are a number of ingredients that have to come together, just like you're baking a cake. And one ingredient, and I, I think you threw some eggs, like, okay. behind your back, and yeah, you tossed them over your shoulder, and and, uh, <laughs> but basically, the point was is that if you if you're missing, you know, any of the key ingredients. Um, it's not going to be an all snow event, and it's certainly not going to be, you know, uh, a memorable snow event.
0: Right. I mean, the the, the egg is a great analogy because, I'm, you know, when I've made muffins or something, and I forget the egg, I'm thinking, why is this thing falling apart? Right. Well, that's pretty much your snowstorm right there. If it's missing an egg. Or
1: now this 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 out. was this was prior. Prior to you becoming a meteorologist, like this was in your formative years before you became a a rich meteorologist. Because just to clarify, Ed has not made a muffin in about 10 years. He's had Jeeves. That's right. (laughs) And I know we talked about the fish tacos, but have you had a Jeeves poppy seed muffin? I mean, I'm sure you have. I mean, they are. Yes.
0: A long time. (laughs)
1: Like you said. <laughs> it just cracked me up because you're like, I know when I'm, when I'm making muffins and I get this image of you in a kitchen wearing an apron and making muffins. Yeah. I'm referring to that one time. I'm referring to that one time that I made muffins. <laughs> Ed, is, Ed is a hell of a muffin maker. <laughs> this is just a little known secret. He is. I mean, that man, it's funny when people come up to me and, you know, like I was at the farm show this week and. You know, I don't know if it's because I was eating a potato donut or what, but somebody in the course of conversation, like, oh, by the way, you know, what's that Ed Russo like? And I said, you know what? I'll tell you this. Um, The man makes a hell of a muffin. (laughs) Thanks,
0: Steve. See, I must have told you that one time I made muffins 10 years ago.
1: (laughs) Say what you will about the guy and I could say plenty but i'm going to tell you right now the screaming headline if you're going to ask me what ed russo's like the man makes a hell of a muffin man makes a heck of a muffin <laughs> at any rate so your your point is is well made you know um, we're, you know and this is one of those situations and this happens so often here in central pennsylvania it's just the nature of the beast it has to do with you know where we're at in in relation to the coast and warm coastal air but this is – it's funny. I went on the river uh, this morning uh, with my friend Glenn Hamilton who, you know, does mornings on the river. And, it, I mean, his question to me was great. He, he goes, he goes, all right. He goes, we've got Steve Knight with us now. You know, Steve, you know. So, you know, what's the deal? You know, he's like, you know, basically like, come on, man. They're like, you know, you and I go back a long way. What's the deal? Is this – he's like, is this actually going to happen? And – is this one of those storms that, you know, and at, at the end, like we basically get nothing or is this going to turn out to be like just like a little bit of slush or, you know, is this the real deal or, you know, wh- wh- what is it, you know? And I was like, well, here's, here's what I can tell you. It's not going to miss us completely. But, you know, but there's always those caveats, you know, of it's not going to miss us completely. But, you know, we've got a we've got a lot to iron out. We've got a lot to get to. And I basically just said to him, I'm going to give it to you as I see it right now. And that's about 48 inches of snow, uh, four to eight. Sometimes I have to slow down when I say that because it comes off like 48, four to eight inches of snow um, along the 81 corridor. And we're anticipating some lesser amounts where there's even more of a mix through places like uh, Southern York, Lancaster, Southern Lebanon counties.
0: Yeah, you really got to put emphasis on the range.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, even more potentially uh, to the north and to the west. I, you know, I feel really good about where we're at right now. I don't know how much you've had a chance to look over, but um, a lot, uh, the models are really starting to all kind of come in, whether it's our own internal model, uh, the American, the Euro, they're all starting to the CMC. They're all they're all starting to kind of be in that that Wind. area, yeah. that window. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a better term for it. in that window of uh, snowfall amounts here. So I, I feel good about where we're at and uh, what we came up with is our solution. Uh, you and Tom did last night because a lot of the data is kind of starting to verify. Is about the best way I can put it. If you're in the capital region, the it, Right now, the data seems to be, like, give or take, about a six-inch snowfall. Right. Yeah, give or take, you know. But so remember we,
0: that, that range, like, four to eight. So, when I tell people, you know, get out a ruler, all right? You see the number four, and you see the number eight. Right. Any number in between four yeah. and eight, this is the way you right. have to explain it. Yeah. You know, is five between four and eight? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Is six between four and eight? Yes. Yeah is seven between four and eight. Yes. Yeah. It's 4.5 between four and eight. (laughs)
1: Yes. Yes. You know, um, and the other thing too is, you know, the, the, the way to actually measure snowfall, uh, technically if, if you're an NWS spotter, uh, this is what you have to do. You have to actually, you have to, you know, it's gotta be a flat surface and you have to go out and measure every hour and then clear that surface. So in other words, the snow doesn't get compacted, or in this case, the potential is there for the snow to not only get compacted, but start to wash away a little bit. And it'd be even more difficult for accurate snowfall readings
0: Yeah, you know, you gotta you, you got to imagine, like, once it starts sleeting or raining, that snow is going to become real weighed down before it even washes away. So. Yes. Yeah, you got to really be on top of it with this one. And it's probably just going to become a heavier, wetter snow anyway as we get closer as we move through the event.
1: Yeah, that's what I see it now is definitely a heavy, wet snow. Uh, I think that, you know, so for kids that want to get out and play in it, it should be pretty good for snowball making, snowman making, that type of thing. Uh, But I I definitely see it as a a heavy, wet snow um, uh, with a lot of slush just because they're – does look like there is going to be a ton of moisture with this system. Like if 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 this system was coming through uh, in the springtime, you know I think we'd probably be looking at uh, you know well over an inch of rain, if not an inch and a half. It looks like it's got ton of golf moisture with it, so that won't really be the issue. Uh, and our golf systems tend to be in general a little bit more of that heavier wetter snow than the ones that you know come out of Canada and the the, the more Clipper type systems. They tend to be a little bit more moisture starved.
0: Yes, right, right. So it's it's a it's an interesting um, interesting setup. Of course, we're gonna always fine tune through the weekend and um, hopefully uh, hopefully this thing pans out uh, Sunday night into Monday, which we're pretty confident it will. Just precip type and timing are kind of the trickiest of them all.
1: Yeah, that's a good point because you know. Um... Obviously, Tom's in later on uh, this afternoon, but I know you'll be working with Tom, and then we're going to have uh, roundtable discussions uh, via email. If not, you know who knows. We might even be uh, we call it Microsoft Teams, but for lack of a better term, Zoom meetings. Um, but yeah, we're we're all going to you know kind of be weighing in on this as as meteorologists as we get you know closer to the to the uh, to the event. So you know, I hope we, I hope people realize that when you know they they see. Um, you know what we come up with on air that it's you know it's a team effort and you, know, you guys put together our snow totals map last night and uh, I just gave it a slight tweak here this morning but I said to you guys in my email I was like hey you know here's the way I see it as of this morning based on the data I have you know uh, I'm sure there could be further tweaks to come and feel free and you know mm-hmm. so we'll uh, it, it's an old cliche but it, it's it's totally true we will continue to fine-tune the forecast here as we get closer and closer and things come more into focus.
0: Right. And then we're looking at uh maybe a threat beyond that in the last week of January that will Yeah.
1: To... Yeah. You know, I i gotta tell you, um we flipped the switch here into twenty twenty two and boy, you know, we, we basically didn't have any kind of winter for the most part uh up until the new year. And not only did we start to get the cold air, but it's also gotten very active and I see several more chances here over the course of the next two to three weeks.
0: You know, the it is looking cold.
1: Like, oh, big really time!
0: Really cold. Yeah. Like highs, I I I wouldn't be surprised one day during the second half of January at this point if we had highs that struggle just to make twenty. Um, I
1: totally agree with you. Yeah, we could have we could we could have a really. Big time cold snap here, especially this last week of of January.
0: Yeah, and you think about it, the the snow cover, uh, the Great Lakes, first off, are starting to ice up in spots. Yep. So, you know, and and the Great Lakes, usually when you get a real cold air mass that dives in from the Northwest, it modifies, it warms up over the Great Lakes because they're so warm. Well, some of those lakes, especially Erie, are starting to develop some surface ice. Yeah. And, And the Midwest, the upper Midwest, getting a deep snowpack. So we're really starting to get that. That uh, snowpack and, and ice formation to our north that really prevents these um, air masses from cooling down significantly like, or warming up significantly like they right. were in December when winter was so largely absent.
1: Yeah. In general, like I, my kind of rule of thumb is always like, you know, cold begats cold it does. and same thing, you know, heat tends to begat like you get into the, sometimes those patterns, once you get into them can be, can be, you know, difficult to, uh, to break out of a little bit. I would say this though, and you know, all the records snow, I mean, unbelievable snowfall amounts they've had in California, the Pacific Northwest and uh, you know, to be, you know, I, some people love winter. Some people don't like winter. But what is going on, in, at least in terms of precipitation and what has been going on, um, is in the long run a really good thing.
0: Yeah, it is. We need so so sp- it. We need it. out in California. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, we, we need it. Uh, you know, the United States needs its fair share of moisture. And sometimes, you know, we need that snowpack. That snowpack is so vital. And, and, you know, a a true spring melt is so vital to what's going to happen, you know, as we get into the drier months, uh, in the summer. Right.
0: So, you know, the only, the only winter aspect that I just, I don't understand the point is ice. Yeah. At least. (laughs) Oh, totally. You know, you know what it Uh, might be? It it might be like nature's natural pruning. You know, when you get get ice on trees, uh, you know it snaps branches off right. right you know so i'm wondering which eventually allows more sun to get deeper into the forest i was actually yeah. reading about this like what like everybody lo- like people love snow they know we need rain but what, what right. does ice do just uh yeah damage, just you know?
1: causes problems power outages, power outages tree damage yeah
0: yeah that it's, a, is- it's a pruner
1: yeah, <laughs> I trees. love that. Yeah. You know, it's because it, we were we were uh, obviously had some ice around here uh, this past Sunday, and you know, um, yeah, I, I remember being on the air leading up to that event and basically saying like, literally saying, you know, I'd rather just have snow. Yeah, you know, I'd rather just have snow. Like right. ice is just like it's just ugh, it's just ugh. It's yeah, such it, a
0: headache. It's heavy,
1: causes damage, yeah. as yeah. you said.
0: So looks like you know you know and and even once the precipitation switches over like let's say we did have a period of freezing rain i mean the one interesting thing about this i i I think it's the kind of thing where the rain's going to fall faster than it can even freeze yeah right so that's
1: also kind of a silver lining yeah a lot of moisture with this one a lot lot of moisture moisture. with this one a lot of moisture with this one so yeah, lots to still unpack, lots to still watch here as we get uh, closer and closer to uh, to Sunday nights. So we of course invite everybody to stay with us on air, online, all of our social media platforms.
0: Yeah. yeah. So if you uh, if you're out and about and you see Steve and he has some like little gray wings in his hair. Yes. That's why That was from that is not, I I have gray wings
1: in my hair. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I do. I I have, I was, I was doing a Facebook live this morning and I'm like, damn man, I turned my head to the, like to the side to like, look at something. And I'm like, Oh man, look at that. Look at that fading color in my temples. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Now you know what it's from. Yep. Know exactly what it's from.
0: All right, Steve. Great catching up with you.
1: Yeah, it won't be the last time we talk this weekend, oh, but no. uh, it's good to talk with you and to have this discussion and have it out there for all of uh, the weather nuts to listen to.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for listening. You're listening to It's Raining Mets.